This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to Express ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How about them Cowboys? Or should I say, how about them Cowboys? We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Maybe it should be, how about them Cowboys, Rich Ornberger? But last night has given me more questions than maybe answers for what we saw in the opener between Dallas and Tennessee last night. I'm so glad that's the way you feel, and lovely to be on with you again here as we head into our next round of the holidays, recovering from the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa holidays, into the New Year celebrations and beyond. Man, I'll tell you, the the last night was confusing because I was like, all right, all right, we got, we got quite a game. We got the Cowboys vying for positioning in the very tippy top of the seating for the NFC. We got these Titans that need to show some signs of life before the end of their season. Otherwise, it's going to be the Jags. And it just sort of felt like exactly how you just put it. I leave that game with more questions. Like the Tennessee Titans were listless, and I understand it's Josh Dobbs and it's Haskins out of the backfield. They look completely different, and maybe I shouldn't have had such high expectations. But for Dak and the gang, yeah, I mean, on paper it was 
it was all right, you know. I mean, he completed the majority of his passes, and you know, he he was uh, two touchdown cat last night. But those picks, the fumble, he's responsible for three turnovers. It just, it's just yes. kind of. It's kind of gross the way they're winning the, down the stretch of the season. Yeah, there there was something. And, and the Tennessee aspect as well, they didn't really have anything to play for because everything rides on next week. And sitting out Derrick Henry, the quarterback situation is something that we'll, we'll touch on in just a couple of minutes here because I did think that was interesting. But Dallas at times just seemed like they knew they were going to win. And you didn't have Tony Pollard. And you kind of go through the motions. And I don't know if Dallas could afford to just go through the motions the running game didn't get going they got dinged up on the offensive line a couple of times last night so now that's something sure they'll have an extra week before week 18 but again it may not matter if philadelphia drops the saints cowboys will kind of know their spot heading into that week but it just seemed like if you wanted to be like all right guys short week let's get it rolling and uh, without tony pollard let's still look sharp let's not turn the ball over something that we have done as of late something that lost us a game to Jacksonville just a couple of weeks ago and that wasn't there and it felt like Dallas turned it on when they wanted to turn it on but also then just kind of kept it off the gas pedal uh, you know at times Tennessee had some costly drops that that could have done more damage it just kind of felt like Dallas was sleepwalking through last night and the only reason they won by two touchdowns was because Tennessee didn't have anything to play for. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, and it's a good point pointing out the fact that they were sitting arguably their best offensive player this year outside of Dak Prescott, Tony yeah. Pollard, and lost their center during the game. But yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry wasn't there, and you don't have a starting quarterback in the game, and so did Tennessee really have the ability to uh, overcome those deficits? The answer is obviously no. Uh, could they really have finished this game, even though it was close going into the fourth quarter? Probably not. But I, I look, I, I think that the best teams in football look, and typically the ones who make a deep run in the postseason and who impress you once the postseason comes are the teams that are knocking your socks off down the stretch of the regular season. They get hot at the right time, so to speak. Uh, they're, they're the team that nobody wants to face in the postseason. Maybe a team with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. It sort of feels like the Cowboys, the way they play, especially when they have a nice record, and we saw this last year too, there's a level of disinterest in like, yeah, we're not a regular season team. We're here for totally. the postseason. Thank you. And it's like, listen, those maybe maybe the regular season, it feels like, um, you know, and winning games down the stretch of the regular season feels like caviar problems to the Cowboys. Like they're just like, oh, another week of games. My goodness. Isn't this adorable? <laughs> but for the rest of the league, I mean, there is something to be gained. There's something to be learned. There's inertia that can be built with week 17 and 18 left. I'm not trying to to, to make an excuse uh, for Dallas at any point. But when you look at what they've done, uh, there are no excuses over the last four weeks. Last week was an emotional Huge victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. In the grand scheme of things, it may not be as much, but psychologically, you feel like, all right, you you got that victory over the NFL's best team, a team that beat you earlier in the year and still kept hopes alive for a division crown and in a weird way still could get the number one overall seed. A lot has to happen, so it's not likely. 
but they raised their level of competition to the Philadelphia Eagles. And and how do I know that? Well, because the two weeks prior, with under 500 teams, including the team with the worst record in the National Football League, the Cowboys played to the level of the Houston Texans. They blew a 17-point lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars and had a turnover that cost them the game in overtime. The week before, they needed 33 points in the fourth quarter or whatever to completely embarrass the Indianapolis Colts. And while we focus on Jeff Saturday and the Colts blowing leads and how ugly it got against Dallas in that matchup, that was a ball game for three quarters. So, so the last time that I saw Dallas really working on all cylinders, Rich, was the Minnesota game, which is six or seven weeks ago. And that's what was last night was disappointing is, yeah, you're out Tony Pollard, but you still have CeeDee Lamb, you still have Dalton Schultz, who did catch a couple of touchdown passes, and you still had Ezekiel Elliott. Malik Davis came in and tried to tried to play the role as well as he did. But you were still doing some of the things that allow you to play to the level of your competition. And I just don't think... I don't think that works. There's a difference between getting hot and playing to the level of your competition, and that's what Dallas is doing right now. Like just winning games and going on a run in the playoffs, different. Like the Rams last year, you know, kick the butts out of uh, of the Cardinals, kick the Cardinals' butt in, in the first round against Tampa. Had a huge lead, ended up blowing it. Everything went wrong for them in the second half, but still, they were. There was no like we're playing to the level of our competition. They were moving up into that point, and I just don't think that that's what Dallas was doing. And on a night last night that didn't mean anything to the Titans, for the Cowboys to not right their wrongs, even with a fourteen point win, it's kind of disappointing. It is disappointing. Um, I guess there's another way to look at it. Like, you know, for somebody who wants to bright side and silver lining this, you could say, look, the Cowboys overcame a pretty slow start um, and they were able to outlast a team that was showing some will to compete throughout this game. Because at the end of the first half, like we were talking about, three possessions straight were to finish the first half were a fumble, an interception uh, off of uh, Hendershot's hands, and then another pick, whether it was Prescott's fault or Dalton Schultz's fault, maybe we'll never know. But, you know, Tennessee was able to add some field goals heading into uh, the intermission. And and it all of a sudden felt like a ball game. So, yeah, I mean, that's where it left off in the first half. But then they took control because CeeDee Lamb, T.Y. Hilton, they took over offensively. And the Cowboys defense definitely did their job in the second half. So maybe Mike McCarthy is a better coach than we are all willing to give him credit for because he can control personalities really well and get this team to turn it on when they need to. You know, and to go back and look at that Colts game in the fourth quarter, maybe Maybe he had the elixir on the sideline to get these guys snapped into shape to turn that into a big win. And the Eagles victory, like you said, was huge. But overall, I've been very underwhelmed with Dak Prescott, with the Cowboys, and how they've competed throughout the course of the season. I'm not I'm not looking to silver line anything because I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just watching it from the standpoint of a guy who loves the game, who's played a lot of football, and knows what a team who looks hungry looks like. And I, I just don't – I don't think the Cowboys are a particularly hungry team. Yeah, I'm wanting to believe each week – and and last week against the Eagles was maybe that week to do so. But when you look at a team like the 49ers, and all of a sudden you have Brock Purdy, 
ending up starting for them, and it's a completely different conversation. But just waiting for that, I'm I'm, I'm waiting for that dud for the 49ers, and it's not there. Like there, there, there are no duds. They just keep on winning. They, they had their dud two months ago, and they were you know beaten by the Kansas City Chiefs. But even with a you know backup quarterback who's really their third string quarterback, there is no letdown. Commanders play them tough, but in the end, 49ers put you know their foot on the Washington's throats and and win the football game. Same thing in Seattle uh, with the Buccaneers. Hardly let them breathe. I mean, the game was over early with those, and and that's what that's what I want with Dallas. Because I think that we see the pieces there, and we see heck even on defense, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, where you know Trayvon Diggs makes plays. Uh, Jan Kearse has been been great lately. Like there, there's there's pieces there for Dallas, but you're just you're. I feel like you're left wanting a little bit more, or to show that killer instinct that the 49ers have showed over the last couple of weeks, and it's just it's just not there right now. And I think that's the part about Dallas that I just. I, I want to believe because I see it, but then when you turn the ball over and you let Josh Dobbs, who was on a different team nine days ago, you know, run up and down the field, it's just it's really really hard to buy in that this team is is ready to take that next step and be a Super Bowl contender. I, I keep looking around the rest of the NFC, especially you know, because that's going to be their road to the Super Bowl. Should they be a good enough team or a talented enough team to get there? And and to your point about the 49ers, I see a really hungry team. Going back to that thought, I see a Philadelphia Eagles team that, even though they have the best standing record in the league, they still look hungry to me. They they still look like a team with a ton to prove a head coach with a ton to prove a quarterback with a ton to prove you look at the 49ers even with Brock Purdy and I understand all the limitations of maybe a low round draft pick getting his first action and he's never been to the postseason but he's hungry Uh, the Green Bay Packers who are turning it on late in the season who have been you know thorn in the side Mm -hmm. of the Cowboys at times I I look at them as a hungrier team than the Cowboys now the Cowboys are talented I mean they that Hilton has fit right in CeeDee Lamb, when he's on, he's one of the best doing it in football. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. I think that Zeke probably doesn't get enough credit for how good he is down near the goal line. And Dak Prescott is easily one of the more scrutinized quarterbacks in the league. And, And maybe he shouldn't be. Maybe we should... Uh, appreciate his talent more than we do as a football watching public but when I look at the Vikings I see a hungrier football team I just for whatever reason the Dallas Cowboys they say all the right things they're doing all the right things they're getting wins but they're just not passing the eyeball test in terms of appetite that you're going to need to survive this postseason because it's going to be it they're going to have to run the gamut to get the ultimate prize I'll say this, your point about T.Y. Hilton, I completely agree with, and he's been more valuable to them than Odell Beckham Jr. would have been. Remember, OBJ wasn't even going to be ready for the for the regular season. Right. T.Y. Hilton comes in, makes that huge catch against Philadelphia. Third and 30. Yeah, and last night uh, was a viable target for Dak Prescott on many occasions. In fact, he had five targets, four receptions, 50 yards. You slide in and do that. I actually think Dallas is out of the OBJ sweepstakes now for bringing in T.Y. Hilton because it's worked out so well in these first two weeks. He's Rich Ornberger, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Get Rich on Twitter, at Ornberger. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox, as we're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. A happy 2023 to you, as this will be the last time that we talk in 2022. Welcome, man, as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I am off uh, tomorrow. I know, Rich, you aren't. You get to wake up uh, bright and early, talk some college football. You, Brian No, and Jared Smith here on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff on a College Football National Championship semifinal Saturday. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm pumped up. That's been a fun crew to work with all college football season long. And now that we're into the bowl schedule, we'll actually sprinkle in a bunch of NFL as well. So nice. if you're looking forward to listening to that tomorrow morning, you're going to definitely get a bite at the apple on the college side and the pro side as we get underway starting at 6 West Coast time. And it'll be 9 o'clock on the East. It's all presented by BetMGM, including the Sunday version of the Fox Sports Radio Countdown to Kick 
Kickoff Show that features Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, and Bill Krakenberger. Bill's going to join us in about 25 minutes to uh, break down Week 17 in the National Football League. And also in about 18 minutes or so, we unveil another award winner for our year-end show, which so far Tom Brady's taken home some hardware, John Heyman uh, and Arson Judge uh, taking home some <laughs> hardware. It's been quite the year so far. Again, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know how things should be in the National Football League in Week 17, Rich? How? Th- this is how it should be. On the heels of last night when we expected so much from the Dallas Cowboys, and they did get a win, and I'm sure that's all this. That they cared about. We are wanting more. And I am wanting more from a team that I have labeled the Mid-Asota Vikings because they have been so mid this season, winning close game after close game. Here is their opportunity when there are still things to play for, but not really. I mean, they're they're likely going to have to play wild card weekend. They've clinched the division. It is a matter of uh, two and three seed, maybe with them in the 49ers, but I think the Eagles are going to end up wrapping up the number one seed, even if Jalen Hurts doesn't play in week 17 or week 18. I think the Eagles will win one of their last two games, but it is on the plate of the Minnesota Vikings or the Minnesota Vikings as they go to Green Bay and face the Packers. And I think that they could do a lot of erasing, a lot of changing of the narrative. Unlike the Cowboys did last night, if the Vikings go in and put together a complete performance against Green Bay. Yeah, this uh, this is a great opportunity for the Vikings for multiple reasons. Obviously, this improves their stock in the NFC and potential their seeding, depending on what happens and plays out through the end of the season. But also, how many times have the Vikings had the opportunity to destroy Green Bay's playoffs hopes? Uh, Over 30 years of having Brett Favre, then Aaron Rodgers from 92 to 2022, the Packers have only missed the postseason eight times. The Vikings can fully take the bow, take all the credit. They can, they can, you know, they can almost do the Rick James where they can go into Green Bay's house and just put their feet up all over the couch. (laughs) Yes, and they can they can knock them clean out of playoff contention if Green Bay loses to the Vikings, coupled with the Lions beating the Bears in Detroit. That's it. The Green Bay Packers go home. They pack them up. Um, so look, even though Green Bay is on a three game tear right now, and Aaron Rodgers has looked better, not great. He still hasn't over that three game stretch had a multiple touchdown game yet. Um, the defense defense has really carried them in a big way. I, I I look at the Vikings as, look, this is more than just, hey, we need a win like the Cowboys, you know, to stay sharp enough so that we, when we get to the postseason, you know, we really represent ourselves the best. No, no, no. This is a true rivalry game, and this is a win they absolutely want. And this is, uh, as well, like, I'm looking at the schedule, and I was so disappointed to see Steelers-Ravens flex to Sunday night. I just I, I don't care about that game. I know that there are Steeler fans that yeah. care, and there are Ravens fans. And I actually think the Ravens fan base is one of the more underrated ones. 
because relatively speaking, it's new, even though it's kind of not new because of the Colts. But anyway, the Ravens have a really strong fan base that I'm not sure people realize, but it doesn't it doesn't translate nationally. The AFC North to me doesn't translate. This NFC North matchup with Minnesota and Green Bay, uh, that translates to me. And maybe because I'm, I'm from the Midwest, I, I, I know about this rivalry. And Packer fans will say it's not a rivalry, uh, but it is an absolute rivalry. And it's also because Green Bay was manhandled by Minnesota in week one. Yeah. And and if you can back that up if you're the Vikings. I don't I I don't want to do the this is the most important week for Minnesota because it compares them to the other 31 teams. But this is really important for Minnesota this week because this changes the narrative. I I guarantee if Minnesota doesn't win this weekend, if there are any upsets that you see picked in wildcard weekend in the NFL, a majority of them will be blank team goes to Minnesota and beats the Vikings. This is that opportunity to change things. It's an opportunity for them to change that narrative, to make a believer. And it's not going to happen overnight with Kirk Cousins, but as a team for Kevin O'Connell, for what they are, I just think it's so, so big for Minnesota. Well, and, and again, I think that there's more juice with this game. I agree with what you said about the steel Ravens game. I, no matter how you slice it, you're going to see backup quarterbacks battle on the field in that AFC North rivalry, right? It's going to be Tyler Huntley. We presume, again, it looks like he is the most likely candidate to start this game. And regardless of whether it's Pickett or Trubisky or whoever Mike Tomlin decides to start in this game, uh, it's the reality is nobody's performed particularly great for the Steelers. So yeah, I, I, Kirk Cousins has had this kind of mystical season. He's, he's sort of been able to put it all together and be the anti Kirk Cousins. Uh, One of the things that we've all said about Kirk over the course of his career in standalone games, when the world is watching Kirk Cousins perform, he can't do it. And he's proven that again, this season, um that 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 he's he's more clutch than he's been in seasons past. I don't know if it's Kevin O'Connell, I don't know if it's this collection of talent that Minnesota has around this team and they've got plenty whether it's Justin Jefferson or Dalvin Cook out of the backfield or TJ Hawkinson who may go down as one of the best in-season trades ever because that has been so productive in terms of a part of their offense for them. Um, But he just looks different. And then Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they're stringing together a late season surge. I think there's way more juice. And we're talking about an NFL, uh, a, a league, a sports league that's predicated almost completely on starting quarterbacks. And you have a pretty decent matchup with Rodgers, who's been mortal this season, and Kirk Cousins, who's shown that he's kind of defeated some of the uh, some of the demons that that haunted him his entire career. I'll wrap it up by by saying this: you use the word "mortal," and that's how Jair Alexander tried to, um, I guess, I guess phrase and put Justin Jefferson in that category because Jefferson lit up Green Bay in Week One, had almost 200 yards, 11 caught 11 passes, two touchdowns, 184 yards to be exact. This is what Jair Alexander said, and this is again, this is I I, I don't believe in bulletin board. Material. It should all be there for Minnesota. But this can only help when Jair Alexander says, you, You've got to be real. He didn't jump into a super suit and get dressed and jump outside. 
we don't put too much on anybody. He's a really good receiver, but at the end of the day, I'm a really good corner. Went on to say you don't want to put too much focus on that one person because it's like the first game that was a fluke. End quote. Yeah, yeah. So in that game, uh, he had 184 yards receiving, and he is now just 200 yards shy of eclipsing Calvin Johnson's <laughs> NFL record for most receiving yards in a single season. So, yeah. It's been a 16-week fluke. Yeah. I, I, so I, don't, far? I don't know, Jair. I, I mean, listen, I get it. You got to sort of convince yourself of things when you're uh, a football player. I've been there. You know, I mean, there are times where you have to, to lie to yourself or or to to sort of trick yourself into believing whatever it is, that internal monologue uh, that gets you going. But maybe that's one of those things that you just sort of leave on the uh, – that's, that's on the personal bookshelf. You know what I mean? That one's yes. just for you. That's a journal entry as, a po- as opposed to uh, interview answer. Because like you said, bulletin board material is real. I've had head coaches who have – taken time out of team meetings and read quotes from other players about our team about players on our team and it fires you up it fires you up to hear uh an arrogant statement especially when it's from an opponent and not just some member of the media like us talking heads right this is a guy who jair alexander and he are going to face off on sunday and yeah i i i don't think that was a a particularly bright statement to make about arguably one of if not the best receiver playing the game right now you know what i think it also does and i'm not a player and you would know more you focus more like like you don't let maybe something that you would let slip or think you need to do your regular work you make sure when somebody says something or has that trash talk you focus more on what needs to be done now does it pay off in the third and fourth quarter emotion wise probably not however i do think that you make sure that you cross your t's and dot your i's when somebody says something like that no question. It just, yeah, locking it in is a great way to describe it. It just makes it, and also in a game that's so personal anyways, like you're in yeah. such close contact. I mean, it's it's the closest analog to f- actual fighting, right? You know, it's not boxing. It's not mixed martial arts, but it's the closest thing to those sports. It's a brutal contact sport. You're in the face of your opponent all game long. And to know that somebody said that about you going into it, yeah, it, it, it could it could be i mean sometimes the distraction you know sometimes a player will be distracted they'll be trying to go too hard but oftentimes you'll you'll just encourage a player to make sure especially in this situation if alexander is in coverage on jefferson jefferson's going to make it a point to get not just open but but to get really open and to, and to do something embarrassing when alexander is in coverage he's rich Hornberger. i'm dan Bayer. this is the doug gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio as we are sitting in for Doug today. I mentioned you can hear Rich on Saturdays here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hear him on Sundays with Steve Hartman as well. 1 o'clock Eastern Time, 10 Pacific, Fox Football Sunday, Red Zone Radio, and also... Yeah, on 760 in San Diego, weekday mornings on the all-new San Diego Sports 760. So uh, a lot of rich that you can get <laughs> yeah. seven days a week. Uh, hey, iHeartRadio app, perfect way to find it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outro for the intro here on Fox Sports Radio, the Gottlieb Show. He's Rich Ordberger, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Rich, it's, it's that time. You turn on a lot of channels, a lot of countdowns. Uh, the best of 2022, maybe the worst of, a look back. But we get this a lot, whether it be you know listening on, on audio or, or on TV. It's, it's time to look back in our rearview mirror at what 2022 brought us. And now, Rich, and all of you listening, from near and far, we welcome you to the first annual... Fox Sports Radio year-end awards. This is yes. what we acknowledge what sports story stood out in 2022 for the wrong reasons. 
We have an impressive list of sports celebrities to present the nominees. So, Rich Ornberger, uh, without further ado, presenting the award (laughs) for most dunked on person is Basketball Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal. As a player, I dunked on a lot of people. So many people that it would be impossible to count. These nominees got posterized by words this year. The nominees for the most dunked on person of 2022 are Nick Saban for pissing off Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher so much that Fisher said this in front of a microphone. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. There are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. Suck it, Saban. <laughs> also, Tom Brady for receiving this smackdown from Steph Curry at the ESPYs. After celebrating three kids' birthdays in two weeks, I finally understand why Tom Brady keeps coming back to work. <clears throat> Relaxation sometimes is exhausting. So, uh, Tom Brady, speaking of, he's, he's the only guy I know on earth who'd rather get hit by Aaron Donald than hang out with a supermodel. We all make choices. Sometimes you don't understand some of them. Ah, even the goat taking it hard. (laughs) And lastly, Kevin Durant for being on the receiving end of this comment by my boy, Chuck Barkley. All the old guys, he get mad when we say it. He piggyback on the Warriors to win his first champion, two championships. <laughs> but if you go back and look at his career, as the best player and being a leader that all goes with that, he's been an abject failure. See, every time he's been like the guy who has to be the leader and the best player, uh, he has not had success. All right, Rich. Three worthy nominees. Nick Saban, Tom Brady, Kevin Durant. I will admit... That Tom Brady joke hit a little different in December than it maybe did in July. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little too real, uh, maybe, for Tom Brady. Um, I hate the ESPYs, so I'm, I'm, I am ruling out. I am ruling out Tom Brady for this. Okay. I, 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 I just, I am not, I am not an ESPYs lover. I think it's either got to be Saban or Durant. I'm with you. Yeah, if we have to pick the most dunked on person in the year 2022, and thank you so much, Shaquille, for that beautiful introduction, I will say it's going to have to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, because look, Nick Saban, he's got thicker skin. He's been doing this for longer. And as bad as that was, pissing off a former assistant coach and how how far Jimbo Fisher went to prove – I, look, I mean, there there is a sensitivity to Kevin Durant where, you know, Nick Saban's not losing any sleep over anything that Fisher said about him, but I bet you Durant, I bet you he's got like a Charles Barkley picture on his dartboard at home, and he is just flinging darts at it every night. Here's the one thing that I would say in, in honor of Saban 
is that that Jimbo Fisher cut was one eighth of what he actually said that day. So That's like a good there point. Were, there were seven other minutes, but I got you know what? The debating is over. Let's announce the winner of the most dunked on person of the year for twenty twenty two. Shaq, take it away. Your winner is that punk KD. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. It. Wow. I will say this, though. It is much easier to dunk on Saban at five foot six than Kevin Durant at seven foot. So there is that it, to consider. It also would have helped if Jimbo Fisher's football team would have been good this season. Also that also fair. That also would have helped. Uh, instead, going two and six in the SEC and five and seven overall didn't help. I'll tell you who did help. He's the guy who doesn't run this place, Mike Lingard, today playing the role of Shaquille O'Neal. Thank you wow. very much, Mike Lingard. Great job. Thank you, guys. I, I'm assuming you had no idea it wasn't Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I could tell. I you, thought that was actually Shaq, and I'm, I'm disappointed and slightly shocked. I mean, it's always nice to see you, Mike, but I wish it was. Nice to see you too, Rich. I think yeah. the entertaining thing in this dynamic is that, uh, you know, Mike did a very below-average Shaq right there, but um, <laughs> Dan does a better uh, Big Mike than Big Mike does. <laughs> uh, Dan, do, do you have any Big Mike in you right now? This is true. Uh, guys, my half day is already done. I'm getting out of here right now. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> that is about right. I'll see you SOBs on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, see you guys next year. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mike. Job well done. All right, well from done. one celebrity to another. Oh, wow. Wow, this is, this is big, Rich. This what is real got? big. Uh, we, we went from most dunked on to most bizarre incident of the year, presenting this award. Former boxing champion and pop culture icon, the one and only Mike Tyson. Wow. Hey, hey, good evening. Good evening. It's Mike Tyson. Some people would consider me bizarre. I prefer to say I'm brilliant and was always ahead of my time. But I can relate to these athletes for the bizarre ways in which they handled these situations this year. The nominees for the most bizarre incident in sports in 2022 are Tom Brady for retiring via Instagram during the week before the Super Bowl, only to unretire weeks later and return to a Bucks team that would end up being average at best. That was a bad move. <laughs> Red outfielder Tommy Pham. For slapping giant outfielder Jacques Peterson. Fam didn't like a gift Jacques shared on a group text about his team, so he thought it was justified to walk up and slap him before a game one day. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't a punch from me. And lastly, Jacoby Myers for being the most boneheaded player during a bonehead play by the Patriots. No time remaining with a tie game against the Raiders. Myers passed a 25 yards behind him to Mac Jones. It was intercepted by Chandler Jones, leading to a walk-off touchdown by the Raiders. It was truly bizarre. 
Those are three very worthy nominees. And again, Tom Brady now gets his second nomination really here, Rich, this time for most bizarre incident of the year. I don't know what the heck happened in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. We had never seen that in a National Football League game, especially one that is tied and hanging in the balance. Oh, I know. We've seen it when teams are down four or down six, but never tied. But I've also never seen a fantasy football league cause so much drama than what happened with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson that brought Mike Trout into it. Uh, Brady's retirement was another crazy thing. How do you think most bizarre incidents shakes out? Yeah, I mean, Jock and the gang there playing fantasy football and and Tommy Pham getting a little too fired up doesn't register uh, doesn't register as the most bizarre because I think the least amount of people heard about it, right? That, that kind of made shockwaves for about two days, and then it fizzled out. In terms of the Jacoby Myers-Las Vegas game gaffe, I mean, players make mistakes. It was a big mistake. That was a big mistake, especially for a Patriots player. But players make mistakes. The Tom Brady retiring and then unretiring, it feels like, especially since he was already a nominee, this is where he wins his award. That is the most bizarre incident in sports in 2022, in my opinion. Will he be Susan Lucci'd? Or will Tom Brady finally get his hardware? We're about to find out right now. The winner... For the most bizarre incident of the year award for 2022 goes to. Well, I have to be honest, guys. Nobody gave me an envelope, so I'm sitting here wondering myself. I think the most bizarre is nobody gave me an envelope for the winner. <laughs> Nothing's going to be more bizarre than, than me nibbling on Evander Holyfield deer anyway. So, I mean, nobody's more bizarre than me. I got a tattoo on my face. I got tigers. I don't even have an I have tigers, but no envelope. Uh, no, no envelope. Well, I've got it, Mike. They did not mail it to you. Or your Sorry, pigeon Mike. forgot to return it to you. The winner for the most bizarre incident of the year. Tom Brady retiring wow. and then unretiring. Uh, Tom Brady, the wonderful man. I'm, I'm, can I just congratulate Tom Brady? Thank you. Hey, congratulations, Tom Brady. You want to know what made me most mad, Mike Tyson, about Tom Brady retiring and unretiring? Was I broke the news at the golf club that I belonged to that he was retiring because everybody was on the driving range. And some guy next to me goes, you know, they're shooting a movie down at SoFi featuring Brady. It's with Brady and all these old ladies. And I just threw it aside. And a month later, for like a day, do you remember this, Rich? Everybody was like, Tom Brady's filming a movie with, like, you know, Lily Tomlin? Like, it was yeah. the biggest news. And I sat on it for a month because I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I had a huge story that Tom Brady was breaking into film. <laughs> and I did, not, I did not break just it. Just sat on oh. it. Golly. Well, I want to yeah. thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Rich. And th thank you, Sam. It's good to see you guys. And thank you very much, Mike yeah, Tyson, you, Mike. who was played today by the one and only Steve Cavino that you can hear weekdays at 5 Eastern, 2 oh. Pacific, making up 50% 
or honestly, 55% of Cavino and Rich. You have the longer last name or the longer yes. name in the yes. title. Thank so. you, thank you, thank you for having me live from my hometown of Union, New Jersey. Thank you, guys. All right. Amazing. Safe travels Mike back, Tyson. and we will uh, see you. Bye, in guys. Yeah, see you later. A champ. I thought I thought it was the champ. Uh, that's amazing. What a great impression. Man. So Tom Brady gets his hardware one for two on the nominations. All right. The Fox Sports Radio year-end awards. Are we going to continue? I'm just getting a cue from my producer. Yes, we are. I yes, love it. we are. I love All right. it. Right back into Presenting it. Presenting the award <laughs> for the biggest mistake made by a member of the media, the late, great Hall of Fame broadcaster, Vin Scully. Oh, wow. Well, hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. You know, I made a living calling games, telling stories, and informing viewers on a nightly basis about the game I loved. And even though I went 67 years of having never misspoken and never having said anything wrong or offensive, except, according to one-time Missouri Governor John Ashcroft, these deserving nominees <laughs> did. So the nominees for biggest mistake, you know, I really don't need music because my voice is so comforting and soothing. The nominees are Troy Aikman for saying on a Monday night football telecast that the NFL competition committee will hopefully take the dresses off when they next meet about the roughing the passer penalties. And it's interesting to note that I actually once turned down the Monday night football play-by-play job back in 1970. Our next nominee MLB insider John Heyman, as the sports world was waiting for the biggest free agent signing of a generation, Heyman tweeted out, Arson Judge appears to be headed to the Giants, only to tweet shortly thereafter, after the Giants had not heard from Judge, apologies for jumping the gun. Two and two. And, of course, Judge would go on to sign with the Yankees later that night. And the third nominee, FS1 host and former player Emmanuel H.O., for just about everything he has said this year about Justin <laughs> Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa. Great nominees, Rich. Again, a lot of media faux pas. Uh, I guess it was misogyny night football when Troy Aikman had his uh, opportunity. I, I'll, I'll say this: I do. I am. I am. I am partial to one of these uh, yeah. because I was able to take advantage of the faux pas and send out a tweet that got uh, two retweets and six likes and four comments that thought I was serious. And that's when I said <laughs> I thought that. Uh, Henry Arson is the real all-time home run king. No one getting the joke and people saying, well, does he have the most home runs? I agree with you, Dan. Bonds was on roids. So no one got my joke. It was not meant to be a real tweet. So that one plays near and dear to my heart. Rich, what say you about these three 
media mistakes. Okay, biggest mistake of 2022. Troy Aikman, look, did he say it the right way? No, but was he on the right path? Yeah, the roughing the passer penalty needs to change, and anybody who's watched a game, especially from the purview of a fan base that has been negatively affected by one of those uh, roughing the passer calls, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It can get ridiculous. The MLB insider stuff with John Heyman or Bob Nightingale or Ken Rosenthal or J.P. Morosi, whoever it is. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to step in the bear trap eventually if you tweet that much about breaking news. So if I were to pick the winner, my winner would be Emmanuel Acho because I've heard good and bad takes and we've all had our fair share of bad takes, but the Justin Herbert being a quote-unquote social media quarterback thing – is one of the more ill-conceived points I've heard in a very long time. So, Acho would be my winner. Enough of the debating. You like Acho, I like Heyman. Vince Scully has the envelope. Well, it has to be handed to me. Thank you. And the winner is... Major League Baseball outsider and arsonist, John Heyman. This is the biggest story of the year. You cannot get this wrong. And I think the, the, judge got, the, the judges got this right. You cannot blow the Aaron Judge signing, especially, Rich, when it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah. It was the Yankees or Giants. And then you're so excited that you misspell or don't realize that you have the typo or the autocorrect. Apparently, he types arson enough for it to autocorrect to arson. But John Heyman, the winner of our third award given out here on the FSR year-end awards. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that is a bit of a faux pas, wasn't it? And considering the size of the story, I give credit to Vin Scully. Maybe, maybe he did get it right after all. Now, Rich, we have got another honor to present here on Fox Sports Radio. Wow. Presenting the award for most uninspiring coaching performance, college coaching legend, Lou Holtz. Hey, Lou Holtz. Hey, you people remember me from the last coach to lead the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame to a national championship, and, and along the way, inspiring young people for many years as a college coaching legend you know, going on. I was in Arkansas. I ended up, obviously, South Carolina. What, what people tend to forget is that I lasted less than one full season with the New York Jets. And it'd be easy to say that it's my most important experience of my life. You know, they say you learn more from failures than you do from accomplishments, but to be honest, I mean, it's me and you. I was terrible that year. We were terrible. I stunk. So the nominees for the most uninspiring coaching performance in 2022 are Juwan Howard for punching Wisconsin head coach in a handshake line after the game. Nathaniel Hackett for being completely overwhelmed as head coach of the Denver Broncos and joining me in the short list of coaches to not finish their first season as a head coach in the National Football League. Oh, and former Celtics head coach or suspended Celtics head coach, Ime Udoka. Remember, he led the Celtics to the NBA Finals, and uh, Ime was, was later suspended indefinitely from the team for getting uh, too cozy with a co-worker's wife, uh, allegedly. Oh. And your winner is. <laughs> <laughs> and the oh, winner yeah, is. Yeah, look at the winner. Slow down, By coach. the way, who gave Lou Holtz 
suspended Celtics head coach. Like, that's an easy one for Lou Holtz to say. <laughs> it's not easy for anybody. Suffering. Sucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, great nominees here. Jawan Howard slapping uh, Wisconsin assistant Joe Krabinoff in the face. Uh, I believe that was on Valentine's Day. I thought, I th- I thought yeah, it was last it was. year. Yes. Um, we know... <laughs> We know that Hackett couldn't hack it as he no longer has a job. And then uh, Ime Udoka, you know, going, talk about, you know, penthouse to the outhouse, oh, NBA boy. finals, and now to uh, without a job because of some alleged hanky panky. Where do you think this falls out for most uninspiring coaching performance of 2022? Well, listen, I mean, yeah, you're not paying Juwan Howard to punch people. But um, but he did. But along the way, they had a 19 and 15 record. The Michigan Wolverines. They were uh, that was during the 21-22 season. They were a Sweet 16 berth, and now they're off to a seven and five record here in the 22-23 season. So Howard, man, through the year of 2022, pretty inspiring in terms of coaching performance. Ime Udoka. 51 and 31 saw the Celtics to the finals. Unfortunately, allegedly may have been spending a little too much extra time at the office with certain members of the staff. Okay. So that's not um that's not good, but still a good coach. Um I'm going to give the winner of the most uninspiring coaching performance in 2022 to Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know who Coach okay. Holtz is going to select, yeah. but that would be my selection. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I do know this. I don't have an envelope, and I think Hackett is a strong candidate. Um, I, I don't have an envelope. Uh, I don't think Coach Holtz does, but he does have something to say. And your winner is? Rich, if you look over, there's one of Mike Tyson's pigeons over your shoulder. Oh, wow. There it is. Yes. He's got the envelope. Will you wow. please open that envelope and announce wow. the winner okay, here we of go. most Hang uninspiring on. coaching performance? Okay. And the winner is Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, of course. A four and one, or excuse me, four and 11 record on the season prior to his firing midseason with the Denver Broncos. Incredible, incredibly uninspiring. Job not well done. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just what a what a show, what a day, what a year. Nathaniel Hackett should get credit for getting blown out on Christmas Day so more people would spend time with their families and not watch the meaningless football game that was going on on TV. <laughs> That's right. It's his last gift to the NFL for at least 2022. He will coach again. But there is no doubt that that was uninspiring. He should have attempted a 64-yard field goal in that in that Rams game, knowing that it was going to be the end. Bookmark your uh, first and last games with field goals that are pretty unattainable. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, 
Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.